0: What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and alongside me today is my co-host, Jenna. Jenna, how are we doing? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited. It's been a good day. It's beautiful out. We've been doing a little driving around Brantford, stopping at some of our favorite places, and now we have settled on Steel Wheel Brewery here in Brantford, which we're super excited to talk to Cindy and Harold about their, uh, their amazing spot. So guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming out. How has your day gone so far?
1: Great, it's fantastic today. We're gonna be open from one to nine, so the sun is shining and the weather's great, so we're in a good place.
0: Yeah, (laughs) what does the the process look like for you guys getting started for the day? Like when we walked in, you were printing a menu. Is Mm -hmm. there anything else that you guys gotta make sure gets all set up for like a a one to nine shift here at Steel Wheel?
2: (laughs) Sure, stock the fridge, you know, get the point of sale systems going, make sanitizer for sanitizing tables, talk to the kitchen staff, make sure they're all good to go and away we go. Yeah,
0: get everything all
2: organized. Absolutely.
0: What do you, what do you uh, how many people do you guys usually see on like a Friday afternoon into the evening? Like is it a busy time for you guys?
2: It is. We would expect to see uh, I don't know, 100 150 people oh, nice. come through here kind yeah. of. Thing. Yeah. That's
3: awesome that's amazing
1: yeah it kind of starts out maybe a little bit slow well mm-hmm. actually with the kitchen it's changed but it starts out a little bit slow and then as people get finished their work day it ramps up and then the evenings are quite busy so it's nice that way who doesn't want to sit outside oh. in a beer
3: garden on a day like today oh on a
0: friday like friday afternoon right. evening yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah yeah um and are you getting a lot of the out-of-towners or are you finding that your fridays are mostly mostly your your brantford locals
2: no, it's a mix. Nice. You know, the beer tourism is huge. So, people are on their way to visit people or heading out for the weekend. They'll look at what breweries are along the way and stop in.
0: Yeah, and I think the cool thing about like the the explosion it seems like of like craft breweries over the the last like however many years, it's like there's always kind of cool stories, and I think cool stories draw more people to certain places, and I think it seems like you guys have a cool story around like why you guys started and just being in the in the spot that we are now, like you can tell that there's, there's some stories behind this place. So I'd love for you guys to dive into that and give us a little bit behind like why you started and why it's Steel Wheel and all that good stuff.
2: All right. Well, we started growing hops. Uh, we have a small farm here. It's only about 14 acres and there's not many things that you can do that are viable on small acreages and hops is one of those. So... We uh, took a course at Michigan State University on growing hops and uh, came back and put in a test garden. Uh, We were home brewing at the time. Uh, Things started uh, off pretty good. Uh, Things were growing good. So we dove into it and uh, put about uh, 3,000 hop plants in the ground that occupies a a little over three acres of ground. Wow. We soon found out that it's a lot of manual labor to grow hops. (laughs) (laughs) And you need about 10 acres to be viable. So we were both working full time at the time still. So uh, we thought maybe we should do something else. (laughs) And we approached the county about uh, opening a craft brewery. They weren't opposed to the idea. So it was a couple years of jumping through hoops and Mm. we were able to open.
0: When was the time you guys, like when was this all going down?
1: So we came, we met with the county in early 2016 and we opened our doors in June of 2018. Wow. It took that long to do the renovations, get all the licenses, get Mm -hmm. all the permits, do all the stuff we needed to do. We built an Mm -hmm. addition to the farmhouse, so that had to happen as well. So it took just over two years Mm -hmm. and then we've been in business now for four.
3: Wonderful, and did the expansion uh, did the expansion of your gardens increase during that time too, or were were those just maintained?
2: (laughs) Just maintained. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So, summertime is a very busy time here on the farm. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we grow raspberries as well as the hops, and from May through till Labor Day weekend, it's it's extremely busy. Good.
3: Yeah. Good.
0: Now, is is like were you guys one of the first craft breweries in the area?
1: Yes, we were. We were the first craft brewery and yeah. we we're one of only a handful of on-farm breweries in Ontario.
0: Oh, wow. That's pretty mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know like you were telling me a little bit when we walked in like we're in the kitchen of the farmhouse. So this is the original farmhouse that was on the property and you guys have kind of renovated. Is that correct?
2: That's correct. So the the room we're sitting in now was built in the 1870s and this would have been the whole house, this room. There wow. was an upstairs and uh, then in the 1930s, the uh, addition was put on uh, on that side, uh, and in the 1970s, there was another, other, another addition put on the back. So, yeah, the, the building goes back a long ways.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. And the name, like, where did Steel Wheel come from? Like, what's, what's the story behind that?
1: Yeah, that's our love of antique farm equipment. So we have a lot of steel wheels around this property. So we're both licensed traction engineers. So we actually run steam engines, like steam tractors, um, and they all have steel wheels. And then we have other antique farm equipment tractors with steel wheels. And then Harold actually collects something called a hit and miss gas engine. So those are old engines and they have steel flywheels. So there's a myriad of steel wheels on the property. So as we went through different names, then we kind of landed on, on our love of the history of agriculture.
3: Oh, that's beautiful. And are all of is your collection on display for the team or for the public that comes in and visits with you guys? We
2: have a few events of the year where we bring stuff out and have it running. Um, you know, prior to COVID, we had a major hop harvest party where we would use the steam engine and steam corn. Um, there have been occasions where we have brought the steam engine up and used it to sterilize equipment in the brewery. So it is a, a you know, they're very large, cumbersome equipment. Uh, you know, they, they weigh upwards of 10 tons. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a lot of fun and it's very impressive when you see it here running on the property.
0: Yeah. And I know so like you guys talked about the, the labor of growing hops and how it was quite extensive for you. I, I could imagine like transferring over to like starting a business and you know, wanting to start a brewery and then running a business are probably completely different things and there's a lot that goes into that. How has that process been for you guys? Like starting to run the business and market it and all that? Is that something that you guys enjoy doing?
2: Yeah, it's a different kind of business than we were used to in the past. Mm. Um, it's a lot more fun. So people come in, they're happy, there's no Warranty claims or any of those type of <laughs> issues yeah, yeah. that some other uh, businesses uh, can incur. Um, yeah, I mean, we took to it pretty well. Uh, we learned a lot very quickly. Um, and it's, it's hard, been hard to, you know, work through the pandemic as far as the business plan and how to order things, how to brew and things like that. But yeah, no, it, it went pretty smooth.
1: I also think that we understand each other's strengths. So we had quite a few conversations before going into business together. Because when it's your life partner, do you want to be also business partner? So we had those conversations early on to talk about how are we going to make this work. We also kind of lean into our strengths. You know, when it came to opening the business and writing the business plan, that kind of fell more on me because that would be where I was stronger. I worked for municipal government in my career job, so um, you know, presentations to council. That was okay, Cindy. You're it's your on wheelhouse. the podium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it was yeah. my steel wheelhouse. And then, you know, Harold's the one that does something breaks down. Harold's the one that's fixing it. He's got that mechanical background. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's awesome. I So, I have two other business partners. Um, they're both married. I'm not married. But we always joke how we're, we're now married to each other because there's definitely yes. a lot that goes on when it comes to a business, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of, like you know, it's all, it's all love, but there's always going to be some conflict and that's just the nature of it. But, um, yeah, it definitely can, can get a little bit complex when you're mixing like business marriage and then real marriage, I can imagine. like It, and I, it does. And yeah. then the
1: pandemic just added layers yeah. of wrinkles in there that we, no business plan prepared for, nobody right. was no. prepared for. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're rethinking how we do the business, even like we had all, you know, it was two years of running and then you have to rethink how you're going to do it, how you're mm-hmm. going to approach people. It was, um. Yes, it was challenging at times. That's for sure. But we rode the wave through. So
0: yeah. well done. <laughs> what was kind of your pro- like? What did you guys do during that time with with regards to pivoting? Did you guys just do a lot of like pickups and stuff like that with your
2: um, stuff? Or? It always depended on what the the you protocols, know, the protocols, were, whatever, protocols yeah. were at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So we've gone through you know complete shutdowns. Um, we had some boom times when people were not allowed indoor uh, dining during the summertime. Yeah and you had some rolling um lockdowns in peel durham right right so a lot of those people would travel here on the weekends and you know sit in the beer garden and and enjoy beer so we had some ups and downs that's for sure Um, the total lockdown periods were devastating of course i mean we're a destination brewery so we need people to come and sit and stay so we're off the beaten path so the the takeout and pickup uh, was good in the early stages, but uh, there was this that seemed to peter out in the in the second years. So, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, did that kind of play into the growth of the beer garden, or was that always an aspect that you guys wanted in the business um, when you guys originally started?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, so we had licensed the backyard and the hop yard thinking like a vineyard, we would pour beer and walk outside and do tours and such. And we hadn't envisioned the, the beer garden when we started. But then COVID, you can have a patio. So we have a little deck out front and we couldn't fit as many people as would show up. So we started to branch into the backyard and create the beer garden and then It just grew from there we also were able to provide the space that people needed during the pandemic so when you had that two meter seating distance we could still seat a fair number of people outside and um, people then could actually be sort of around people because there was quite an isolation that was happening and so we were able to offer the ability to hear and see people but not necessarily be near people Um, and then um, we also added last year something called the sipping container so we took a shipping container and created an area for people to sit in the sipping containers oh I love it yeah so people can then also sit in there if they want to kind of sit out of the rain or just out from under the trees or whatever so yeah it has grown into something that people really look forward to coming and sitting outside under the trees
0: it's great and I know obviously uh, like a brewery wouldn't be complete without a brewmaster and I'm, it's Mitchell correct is mm-hmm. your yeah. yeah so how was that like the process of bringing on like a brewmaster is that something I'm sh- I'm sh- I'm assuming you guys took time to like bring on the right person but how was that process and how does he play into like what goes on here obviously he's producing a lot of the product
2: Yeah so in the beginning um, we weren't sure whether we could afford to have a full-time brewmaster so I did 100% of the brewing for the first three batches of beer we made, um, Niagara College has a uh, program where they train uh, brewmasters, mm-hmm. and we went to their final year project, and that's where we met Mitchell. and uh, His beers were solid that he'd presented at the project, and. Uh, We'd offered him an opportunity to uh, come in for an interview, and at first he declined, and a while later he reached out to us and came back, and uh, he's fit right in here, right from the beginning, so uh, we've built the deck together, we've built the sipping container together, you know, we've built the, the pizza trailer together, so... You know he likes a variety of work and he is a a real yeast uh, guy he he really delves into yeast culture uh, all aspects of that and uh, he's done a a solid job for us
3: what's mitchell's favorite style of beer to brew
2: i'm not so sure he's he seems to enjoy quite a few Uh, Sours are are very nice, and then some of the Belgian-style beers that we do, he's responsible for that. Uh, He's just brought on a a cream Ale this summer that is fantastic, Mm. and it's been a big hit, so yeah. Yeah, I'd say every other week
1: we have a production meeting, Harold and Mitchell and I. there may be a beer involved (laughs) (laughs) seems fitting Seems fitting. and then we talk about the next three brews so what are we going to do we kind of always have you know an IPA on tap a sour on tap you know and then we talk about what is the grain we're going to order what do we want to do and sometimes we have an idea of what we're going to do and sometimes we're just hey Mitch is there anything you wanted to try something new that you want to bring to the table and so he runs with it and makes great beer so yeah he's an awesome member of the team
3: And do you guys have like a like a set or a couple of beers that are like staple and always available to you or is it so or is it revolving tap based on what you guys feel like creating
2: (laughs) we generally have what we call our station pale ale it's an American pale ale heavily uh, dry hop so Mm -hmm. it it has a hint of bitterness a nice hop flavor and aroma Um, other than that everything changes so we have nine uh, taps and we generally have a new beer come out about once a week and if something's popular and gets asked for a lot we bring it back out. If it, it wasn't popular then it, it kind of falls off the list. Uh, about the only beer that we've ever made that we didn't do again we thought one time we'd do a, a low alcohol beer, a three percent beer, thinking that People come out to the farm for a pint. They're going to have one. Maybe they'd want a second of a, a lower alcohol, which they did. The problem was nobody took it home. Mm. <laughs> nobody is going to sit at home right. drink a 3%. Period. They <laughs> want a double IPA at 9%. So it was here forever. So we didn't make that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the things that you learn, right? The trial and error of, mm-hmm. of the process. That's cool. I, I like how, like, uh, you know, it seems like Mitchell's a big part of the business outside of just producing the beer. Like you were saying, he's contributed to like building a bunch of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's awesome. I'm sure he feels much more part of what you guys are doing outside of you know the ownership team and that must be like a cool opportunity for him to get to to do that as well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he's integral
1: to the hop harvest too we really need Mitch around during the hop harvest but he also during the harvest um, brews a beer that we make and we put fresh hops in it so we actually he starts the process going and we go out to the field and pick oh, the hops and then yeah. put it right into the brew as we make it so we feel it's the freshest fresh hop or wet hop Very ale cool. around but um, yeah everything else around the harvest we need Mitch there to drive the tractors and help us run the harvest and all those things. So, yeah.
3: How many people does it take for you guys to go through the harvest?
2: We need a minimum of six, preferably eight people, for about three days. Wow. And, uh yeah, we can get it done. They're, they're long, grueling days. Mm-hmm. And if the weather cooperates, uh, we're usually done in a week kind of a thing. Yeah.
3: Very cool.
0: Mm-hmm. How many people do you guys have working for you?
2: Right now, I think we're up to about 13. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. So all our all our front of house staff have other full time jobs, um, and we're the fun job on the weekend. And so we have a you know a few people that we kind of just you know work a few shifts every month kind of thing and come in and help us out. And then they have their full time job during the week. And and it's yeah, it's really good that way. So lots of part time people and two full time people
2: and two summer students. I was just I gonna say I saw I, I saw the yeah. sign in the bathroom looking yeah, for. Yeah. It. Yeah for help. <laughs> yeah. Well, our summer students help out in the kitchen, but they're going back to university uh, come the end of August. So we'll be looking for a few students to fill in, uh, help us out for evenings and weekends. Yeah. Very yeah.
0: yeah. nice. Yeah. I know another part of what you guys do is like educational things. Like mm-hmm. you have some classes and stuff. Why, why is that important to you guys?
1: Uh, well, education, community, and quality are all of our three key values, yeah. and we want to offer unusual things in unique places. So that's really what we work okay. on. And so during the <laughs> during 100. the winter time, um, we we feel that the winters sometimes can feel a little long, and we want to offer educational pieces for people so they can through January, February, March, and sometimes a little bit into April, every Friday night we offer a course on something. So you can take a couple hours out of your day, helps your winter go a little faster, you learn something and you're not committed to necessarily a six-week program. Our course fees include a pint, so you get a beer, and you sit down and you learn something. And we've run um, lots of different workshops, everything from
2: Yeah, pig butchering, we have a guy who brings in half a pig, you know, snout and ears and tail. Who who does uh, that for you guys? Uh, Jamie Waldron. Yeah, he's yeah. been on the podcast before. Yeah, 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 right. yeah he's yeah, great. He he so. Great yeah. guy. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, he can he can just talk people through, and at the end, he actually offers all the meat for sale, so that's yeah. awesome. Oh, wow. yeah, he's just, yeah, he's a great person. He's a lovely person. And he just yeah. opened up a new spot too, yes, right? Yes, yes, yeah. in Hamilton. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. and then we've had uh, Mitch talk about um, beers, the off flavors in beers. So we do a beer sensory course, and people pay to, to drink bad beer, but it also tells <laughs> them kind of, you know, why is this flavor in beer? Should it be in beer? So we actually inoculate beer with off flavors purposefully so that people can taste that and say oh yeah I had that beer somewhere and it tasted like this or I'm a home brewer and I get this flavor why does that happen? So he helps people with that. Um, We did a couple cannabis courses so cannabis cultivation and um, medicinal cannabis we did a tie dye workshop that that was fantastic and we'll do another couple of those next year because we still have people asking for it so there are some hands-on workshops, some some um, like just learning workshops. We did. Um, yeah. We also did foraging. That was sold out so quickly. Oh, so wow. we did. Yeah. Uh, we had a scientist come in and talk about foraging for mushrooms and edibles in the Very in cool. the forest. And so yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, so we just do a lot of different things, and people buy a lot of times more than one course. And their yeah. winter goes faster, ours goes faster, yeah. and, and we also then, you know, people learn a little something. And we like that part.
3: And an We're, opportunity to come together, yeah, mm-hmm, it was, right?
2: It was surprising. One of the, the other courses that sold out very quickly, and it was a fairly large group, was just a an evening where we talked, Cindy and I, about hops and beer. and It was mm-hmm. just like a, a connection with our customers. They you see these people every week but you don't realize they don't know the ins and outs of hops and beer yeah Mm -hmm. so it's just a you know kind of an intimate (laughs) evening where we just sat and answered questions and did a little bit of a presentation so yeah it was really cool yeah people are very interested in that
0: stuff and i think i think even more interested when when the people delivering the content are are passionate about what they do and they care about what they do you can really feel that kind of stuff and I'm, i'm definitely getting that from, from you guys for sure. And I think Jenna kind of mentioned it, like bringing people together, but that seems mm-hmm. like it ties into community for you guys. And I, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's cool that it's not just beer centered as well. Like it like you got them coming in for many different things, which right. that to me is like more community based. Like you're bringing, they're part of this because of the, the brewery, but outside of that they want to come and experience stuff with you guys which is For really sure. which is really cool
1: they have some you know you meet other people the this corner of the bar has has made more friendships than we could ever imagine right you're just yeah. sitting there people start chatting with each other and next yeah. thing you know they've got something in common and they're sharing phone numbers and so that's the part we really love about the brewery is yeah. that sense of gathering and community that's
0: yeah, beautiful hmm. um is there anything you guys have coming up in the near future that's like exciting that you're excited about, or is it kind of keeping things steady? Or
2: uh, we hope to do some things. Um, uh-huh. We have no firm plans in place. We've had a big push to get the pizza thing going, so that yeah, took I saw all that looks our, good. Uh, spring summer energy. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we hope to uh, hope to do a few events uh, here this year and. Uh, but you'll have to stay tuned for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, we'll
1: be we'll be watching. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At Christmas time too, we also offer like uh, Christmas gift packs of beer, so people can buy. So we, as we brew sours throughout the year, we put aside the sours, and then we have like a sour beer gift packs. So, oh, nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I want to go into a couple rapid fire questions with you guys. Okay. okay. So, what would be one of your favorite local restaurants here in Brantford?
2: I would have to say sociable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. been a common answer from a lot of people. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Well,
1: they have craft beer, right? Yeah. All, you know, we like that part and then their food is great. So, yeah. yeah, I've been
0: there one time. I've never had their food before, but mm. yeah. Nice. Um what would be are you guys into coffee? Yeah? Do you guys have a favorite local coffee shop or I know there's not a lot not a ton in, in Brantford. Branford. <laughs> I think that's yeah. There. Well, if anyone's out there in Brantford yeah. and they want to open a really nice oh, coffee shop
1: I would yeah. go to Dundas yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. or
2: Steel Town co- in Hamilton Steel yeah. Town garage yeah. in yeah. Hamilton they're really yeah. good yeah.
0: I do have to give a shout out to Seventh Coffee we've been there before yeah. they've been yeah. on the podcast they're they're awesome but nice. uh, yeah there there could be like a nice coffee shop edition mm-hmm. in Brantford. I think mm-hmm. yeah
2: we used to have a nice one Blue Dog yeah victim of the pandemic so, yeah. that was owned by Craig correct Craig yes later on he sold that in another a young couple that uh, come in here from time to time their name escapes me but they did like a little bit of a board game cafe there oh that's cool neat. it was yeah, very yeah. popular but yes again of
0: COVID. Yeah. Mm. Jenna Ask them your question that you like to ask everybody?
3: Uh, this is my favorite question to ask mm-hmm. pancakes or French toast? Pancakes. <laughs> French okay. toast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Yes.
1: Well, actually, I just probably pick waffles. Uh, that's, so, that's <laughs> I a, do too. <laughs> it's been <laughs> a common conversation <laughs> on the podcast. Of right. like, like, it should be a trio,
3: I not know. a duo that you're asking. You know what?
0: We might have to add in the trio. <laughs> I just think waffles will win out all the time. Well,
3: well that's why I always like. To add, like stick with the two because oh, I feel yeah, like
2: yeah. I feel... Would be yeah, you bad. can't do chicken and pancakes. Chicken and waffles. Chicken like, and waffles
3: yeah. you can. <laughs> mm. That nice little that gravy pour honey. on top. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm ready for lunch. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um I know this is not really a fair question, but maybe you don't have to pick no. your favorite, but one of one of like your top beers that you guys have put together here.
1: Yeah, uh, my favorite station paleo. Everybody knows staple, that. At yeah. the end of my shift, when someone says, "Cindy, do you want a beer?" I'll have a station. So yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's and it's the only beer that actually has a name. All of our beers just aren't called what they are. Okay. So we never went down the road of trying to the come up with name creative stuff. names or cease because you know you just don't know. And so we just if we have a wheat beer, we call it the wheat beer. And if we have an yeah. IPA, and we just call it the New England IPA. Yeah, so yeah. we don't have a if people know what they're ordering. You don't have to keep. But mine station. Yeah, I would that?
2: vacillate between like a, a New England style IPA and the sours. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, the last question I would like to ask everyone is like, what does move local mean to you? So maybe we could have both you guys go one at a time and take your shot.
1: Well, uh, I don't know what that. Ended I,
0: like what? Like what do you think of when you hear the word like move local? Like what is that? What, what do you think about? When for do me, this? that's yeah. more
1: support local. Yeah. So that really is, you know, think about the small person, think about how um, local businesses can interconnect. Mm. That's what I think of when I think of move local. so I think of, you know, us and who else can we support and how can they support us so that we create more of a business community almost of local businesses to bring people out. Because sometimes people won't come out for one, but they might come out for multiple. So it's mm. really, you know, how do we support each other and, and pull that local business?
2: Love it. Yeah, when I think of move local, I, I think of, you know, try and get away from the big box and, and visit the local little hardware store when you need something or the local yeah. little bakery and those type of things. I mean, it's it's convenient to order on Amazon or, or run into Walmart where you can get everything, but uh, the little mom and pop shops out there, they, they need your support too. So. Totally. Love Especially
3: it. during harvest season, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah that's, it, that's it. That's when we need help.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, Guys, thanks so much for, for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was a, a great conversation. I, I would love for you to leave where people can like find you guys on Instagram or your website and then even like your location. Like, Where can they come and visit?
1: Sure. So we're at uh, Steel Wheel Brewery at 105 Powerline Road. We're on Instagram and Facebook at, at Steel Wheel Brewery. And our website is www.steelwheel.ca. And our website has everything that we have on tap and available for food as well. So you love can it. get all the information there.
2: Love and it. even though our address is Brantford, we are located in the county of Brant, so we're okay. outside of the city limits, but just a few minutes off the 403.
0: Love it. Well, Cindy Harold, thanks so much for your time. I really You're appreciate welcome. it, yeah. and uh, I hope you guys have a, a busy Friday afternoon and evening. All
3: right. Yeah. Well, All right. For well, thank up. you. Thank thanks, you. guys.
0: Awesome.